In the 2014 film Birdman, Edward Norton's character famously said, A man becomes a critic when he cannot become an artist, the same way a man becomes an informer when he cannot become a soldier. You're listening to Offscript, Fidzi's Filipino podcast for film lovers and geeks who are on the lookout for conversations on anything about the craft. I'm your host, Luigi Nianoria, and every episode we'll be talking to some of the people who know the ins and outs of the industry. Just a quick update before our episode today. Vitsi remains committed to empowering storytellers, even so during the time of pandemic. This year, it will have a purely online jury awards Philippines because of COVID-19, as you know. But not everything looks sad. We've got a record number of submissions from the regions, and some of the films submitted this year were actually finished during lockdown. Moving on to our episode today. So, are critics just hating on the films just because they can? There seems to be a love-hate relationship between critics and filmmakers. But what does it take to make this coexistence work in the entire ecosystem? In this episode of Offscript, we talk to three up-and-coming film critics in the Philippines to know how they started and what it takes to become one. We have Tristan Zinampan of uh, Film Police Reviews. Hi, Tristan. Hey. And a rapper. <laughs> and rappler. Yes. <laughs> Emil Hofelena of uh, Emil Reviews Things and hmm. Cinema Rights. <laughs> Do you want me to correct that? Or ah, hindi naman. Yeah, you... tama naman, technically speaking. Yes. <laughs> That's where you do your vlog. Yes. Tama ba? Yes. Okay, good. And of course, Arma de la Cruz, uh, Unreal. Hi, Arma. Hi. So, magkakakilala na naman na kayo, di ba? Yes. Yep. In origin story ko, kasama si, Ar- si Armand. <laughs> nice. And ang katawa. Oh, overlap. Si yeah. Ang katawa si Emil, we've been trying to record yeah, to together <laughs> like last year. Kaya yeah. Ba yun? Yeah. So finally. Nice. <laughs> nice yeah. So dito pa kayo, dito pa kayo nagtagpo. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Power ng <lang> Vidsi. <laughs> <laughs> I want to learn from you guys no kasi uh, I've been seeing your I've I've, seen, I've been seeing your name I've been hearing your names and I've been seeing some of your stuff but where or when exactly did you start reviewing films <laughs> Do you remember the first you know official film you reviewed Mm. Oh. Let's start with uh, Tristan kasi Tristan ikaw daw yung pinakabatikan <laughs> No I mean maybe uh... Maybe when it comes to like podcasts, because right now, like I have a I have a podcast, a rapper under my section. But when it comes to writing reviews, I think maybe Emil and Armand are the ones who actually have more experience. Actually, I started out Armando. I think 2015? I think 2014 or 2015. Yeah, yeah. around around that time, because I was like working a corporate job. I was doing because from advertising, I was a copywriter. I was a junior copywriter so advertising and then I moved yeah. into brand marketing. So like mm. I needed a creative outlet. Before I used to write essays. I did um opinion pieces for publications like Playboy and oh. then and then parang sabi ko, ah, I love watching film. Film was supposed to be my course in college. So sabi ko, why not try expressing my thoughts sa movies? Exactly yeah. when I was looking for reviews. Philippines, I, I encountered 
um, I encountered film police reviews. Si Arman pa nun yung nag-handle. So, okay. actually, Arman is the founder <laughs> of film police reviews. Hey, I heard you, you're looking for contributors. Parang career, right? Tapos, what I did, yung first piece ko, like what, like what I said kanina, my experience sa writing essays, writing thought pieces. So, parang una kong pinitch was, parang why it's so hard to get into the indie indie scene, could you call it indie scene from the province? Parang ganyan. Kasi, it's like, I came from UPLB. So, uh, I only got exposed talaga to independent cinema. Nung hmm. ano na, oh, nung pagka-graduate ko and I became Manila-based. Kasi, yun, yun nga eh, like, hirap eh, kailangan mo dayuhin. So, from from that idea, I went into topics na like, I went into arguments na about how it's not democratic, na it's, it's, parang it's ingrained ba into the notion of independent na parang you have to seek it out. It's not yeah. always that easy pag hindi ka, hindi ka part of Imperial Manila, di ba? So, yeah. parang, that, that was my first piece. I can it's, remember it pa. It's Uh-oh. not... So, you got published on uh, Film Police Reviews. Oh, And then from there, yun na, tuloy-tuloy na. And then si Arman pursued other projects. And then, ako yung... Ako yung, ako yung I started handling it. And then from there, actually, ano eh, it's like what started out as a side project dictated the course of my life. Ne? Kasi I wouldn't, I wouldn't have become uh, a full-time writer if I didn't get my start in being yeah. a freelance writer. In short, in uh, short, nabudol kita, Tristan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> diba? So from there, diba? So from there, parang right now, I, I'm handling a section sa rapper and wala eh, parang yung trajectory ng buhay ko really started because of criticism. And from criticism, nag-venture out na ako into actual culture journalism, like doing features and stuff. So, nag-expand eh. So, Armand, ikaw pala talaga. Tribute pala sa'yo. Uh, yeah. Oo. <laughs> Armand Hour. <laughs> Armand Hour, wow. Hindi naman. So, are we transitioning to, to my origin story? Yes, yes. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yung sa akin naman, I really just started writing because I was really disillusioned about my course in PLM. So, I was studying accounting. Oh. And then, alam mo yung... Alam mo yung uh, profs na hindi pumapasok. Marami kami, bilang uh, state university, marami kami profs na gano'n na siguro nagda-double job or anything. Uh-huh. So parang hindi sila pumapasok parate. And then, ang haba ng vacant periods ko. And then, it just so happens that SM Manila is so close to to our school na kaya namin lakarin. And then, very uh, serendipitous na at that time. Parang usong-uso yung, alam nyo guys, yung cheap movie na take 15 pesos, 25 pesos mm. na take it. Pero mga reruns lang yeah, sa mga yeah, yeah, like yeah. Seti B movies. So then, like, I really had <laughs> I really had fun um, watching a lot of those movies. Like some of my classmates pun sa sinehan para matulog but I was just like really there to, to watch movies. From there, parang parang nag-usbong yung ano ko eh. Panonood ko ng films and, as, and at the same time, parang my interest in learning more about it because We've always watched movies, um, kahit bootleg man yan or like galing sa Video City or whatever. As a family, we've always like watched a lot of, particularly horror movies. May, may sa horror movies kaming family ko. Uh, um, so, nung college ako, parang sabi ko, ay parang interesting naman, tong, interesting naman tong film. From there, I started my blog, I think 2012. Panoon pa yun ng mga blogger, blogger.com, blogspot.com, whatever. Um, Ogs has one. Chard, I don't know what anong platform yung gamit niya. And then like, sino pa ba? Sila Dodo Dayao has one. 
sabi ko, parang napansin ko, ay parang walang almost legit na publication na uh, dedicated sa cinema. I mean, mm. right now, marami na. Like, you have Cine Liwanag, you have FPR is still alive, like, for some reason. Um, and then, like ma- like mine, parang walang nag-cover ng Philippine cinema exclusively. Parang walang nagbibigay ng oras sa, sa movies. Mm. When, in fact, our movie scene is thriving compared to our neighbors in Asia, di ba? Kasi tayo yung gawa na gawa, tayo yung pasa ng pasa sa, sa festivals. Yeah. So, bakit parang walang coverage pasado? Which I, I found it really weird. So, Um, actually, bigyan natin credit si Jonel kasi si Jonel din yung, yung kasama ko talaga mag-build ng, ng original website na .com. So, when you go to templateservice.com, original, ang original version talaga na kami dalawa ni Jonel. Yeah. And then Tristan came in and then Princess and then it all sort of became like uh, parang kami-kami na yung magkakasama manood ng, ng film festivals. And then, inevitably, um, Obviously kami may mga sari-sariling projects. Um, interestingly, si Tristan nag-start siya before as a copywriter and then started writing about movies. Now, I'm, I'm the copywriter, so I'm, I'm currently working as a copywriter right now. Oh. Doing Unreal on the side. So, yan. So, I- I'm guessing si Emil yung pinakabata among the bunch, yeah. no? Definitely. <laughs> When did you start? Okay, I started, I guess, with my whole... budding career, I guess, in film criticism and film writing and whatnot in college because of my organization, the, the film Organatenea, yung Loyola Film Circle. Prior to college, I wasn't really interested in film, like, very seriously. But I guess just through the people who were in the org and through, um, yeah, just, just through them and sort of being exposed to that world and sort of falling in love to the collaborative nature of film really sort of spurred me into uh, studying it on my own, like a little more seriously. And I graduated from Ateneo with mm-hmm. a degree in creative writing. And mm-hmm. shortly after graduation, I got an internship at Youngstar, which, which led to employment at Rogue Magazine for a couple of years, where they got me writing about culture and entertainment and whatnot. And I, that, I think that was the first time I really got to actually write uh, like more critical pieces. Because up to that point, when I was about 18 or 19 years old in college, I started a YouTube channel for I don't really know why. Maybe because I just <laughs> wanted, I wanted any sort of outlet to, yeah. to, to do something. And back then, like, halos walang like, Filipino uh, YouTubers talking about Filipino films. So... Yeah. I, I just thought that it would be a unique opportunity. So I started doing that, and then the magazine thing happened. And it was actually through the channel more so than my work at Rogue. It was through the YouTube channel where I discovered um, yeah. Alejandro, the director, who was heading mm. the, the, the revamped FAMAS jury at the time with Ricky Lee. Oh. So out of the blue, as in completely out of the blue, talaga, he, he texted me and called me and said, uh, we watched you and we like you. Like, do you want to be part of the jury for FAMAS? And I was like, oh my God, nice. sure. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea why me and like, I have no qualifications for the game now. And it was incredibly fulfilling. It's changed the way I, I view criticism as well. So I was on FAMAS for a couple of years and I was also invited to be part of the... jury for the Cinema One Originals Festival last year, I believe, yeah. 
Um, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know why, but I'm very fortunate. I'm I find it, I'm I'm very honored lang just to be a part, even have a foot in that that circle. How about you, Armand? Because you said in TLM, accountancy yung course mo, and you ended up uh, loving movies, and now you're a copywriter. I think the jump from accounting to film, I bias, because like with accounting, you're parang the perception, the perceptive image was that you will waste away in your life, like hunkered over um, a laptop, like balancing sheets excel at some point in my like early years in in college parang i aspired to have that cause accounting nagbibilang sila ng pera kala ko marami silang pera but that's not the reality pala yes you can imagine super analytical na na course and then i get exposed to this um space where it's infinitely uh, creative there's still like yeah. analytical aspects to it but at the same time it's such such an alien territory for me to be exposed to so parang it was a, like a really new world for me and it and it excited me in ways that like no other thing has excited me before just for context like growing up i knew i had some creative bone in my body but i didn't really realize that like creative work is something na feeling ko magiging life ko na at this point <laughs> so mm-hmm. so parang now um I mean, we can talk about this later, but the reality of writing about movies, I think it's like there are publications there that will pay you and can help you make a living out of it. But sadly, that's not uh, going to be a reality to like everyone. So my journey into like writing copy and like falling in love with copy right now is... Um, hindi siya actually by choice, by necessity rin siya. So parang um, learning a lot about how how the industry works and realizing and then like being at peace with the fact that the Philippines, I think the Philippine film industry hindi pa sila ready to like um, uh, give film criticism the space that it needs like money-wise. So like mm-hmm. our our media landscape right now. I mean, like there are big publications like Rappler was giving, giving uh, writers the proper platform, diba? But at this point, we parents na, we parents ideal, unlike yeah. unlike in other countries. So, yun. Can I add to that? Parang feeling ko kasi it's a two pronged problem. It's like one, you have a media industry, na culture writing, culture journalism. Mm. It's not that mm-hmm. lucrative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then <laughs> yeah. and then you have another industry like film, na unless you're working it at the big studios, na it's also not lucrative. So, parang, ano yung, ano nun? Ano yung, ano yung intersection nun? Film criticism. Yeah. So, yung dalawa na nga, hindi lucrative. Daglang you put something yeah. in the middle of it, edi, yun ang pinaka hindi lucrative. So, yeah. it's like, yeah. you don't... That's <laughs> so true. Diba? So, it's really, kasi ako rin eh, when, when I started writing, when I was like, in my early 20s, sabi ko, uy, baka pwede itong magang career, like maging, <laughs> ala, sina na Welvera, ganyan, ganyan. Mm. And then when you start actually doing it and entering the industry, you learn everyone's doing it as a side job. <laughs> like uh, it's it's yeah. a side hustle for everybody. You will yeah. not, 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 not like the lights the likes of Sina A. O. Scott or Sina Ebert na yeah. yun nila. So it's it's really ano, it's really a passion project. So you can't you can't say na 
oh, the critics are doing it for the money kasi there's... <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's not much. So, it's really passion, eh. Kanina sinabi mo, di ba, na back in UPLB, when you yeah. were when you were in undergrad, you felt like you were an outsider to this exclusive circle of indie in Metro Manila. Yeah. With kasi... your writing, do you think that it somehow bridged the gap? Oh, it's hard, eh. Kasi you can't... Kasi when, when you talk about distribution that already deals with the political economy of film, eh, like, how do you market it? How do you make it accessible? And minsan, of course, watching it's different from reading a write-up, pero at least you're exposing, exposing people. And maybe in a way, I don't know if, if it's a trick, if we're just assuming or actual trickle, trickle-down effect siya, pero you're also birthing a new set of, of film lovers. Example, like to believe na when I left UPLB when I left UPLB wala kaming film org dun eh and uh, well there was a film org pero apparently patay siya for so many years na when I, when I came into UPLB parang wala siya so when I was uh, in UP when you talk about movies me, when me and my friends talk about it it's usually Hollywood films foreign cinema meron mm. kami mga movie marathons with my org not a film org pero an, uh, another org our hobby was pero not really independent cinema kasi walang access as the community grew, as um, criticism grew, and people expressing their thoughts online, creating, I hate the term, pero creating hype. Mm. Uh-huh. So you see that the growing community, like yeah. visiting GCP during Sina Malaya became an actual festival na ang dami na pupunta. And then yeah. you see the younger generation of students actually patronizing Philippine quote-unquote so nabuhay yung UPLB org and mm-hmm. ano um shout out sa friend ko he's he's ane eh. I think yela siya for his name for his nom de plume si Asuls <laughs> so alam ko uh, yes. he was one of the guys who brought brought the the si Mac oh si Mac you know org sa UPLB I know um, he brought it back to life. He and some of his friends, and then from there, like na ng more regular film screenings. So alam mo I think I do. I be. I wouldn't want to assume na my writing or like anyone's writings caused that. Pero the continued patronization and then more more pockets of film appreciation from people yeah. wanting to be writers, from people wanting to be directors, from people wanting to be critics. You create a more healthy ecosystem, eh. So from there, masabubuhay ang masabubuhay ang fandom. But when it comes to man, when it comes to the actual um, distribution, when it comes to the actual marketing, when it comes to film actually earning, iba ko sa pa naman yun. Masyadong masamahirap na problem yun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kasi masaraming moving parts yun. Pero at least in terms of uh, of patronization, at least we're doing something. <laughs> about patronizing films mm. and the other aspects of uh, film no as like yeah. marketing distribution mm. for for you guys what do you think is the role of uh, a critic are you answerable to the filmmaker or you're answerable to your reader or to the audience maging hater lang kami kidding marami akong kilalang ganyan so, mm, sino may sino may ebas dito? I mean, 
I mean, I mean, mo- mo- first. <laughs> I mean feeling ko lahat ay maraming ebas. Yeah. <laughs> Sige mo na kayo if you want. Okay, I can say that um, working in working at Rogue alongside Philbert D, who is like our most prolific film critic, yeah. and yeah. and si Phil is very he doesn't he's very unapologetic about about how he talks about film and if he dislikes something he's really gonna trash it. Um, yeah. I think there's a. I don't think that critics are obliged to quote unquote be nice to filmmakers in terms of their films, but there is. Here, here. Yes, but but yeah. there's also definitely a way to talk oh. about it as well. Now, in a way where you're not really like insulting the person or you're not insulting the effort they put in. And to be fair, Nemanja Phil isn't like that either. So I, I actually think it's it's unhealthier if the critic is just trying to please the filmmaker or if they're just trying to get in good with them or whatnot. Because it, it, the, the film community in the Philippines is already pretty tightly knit. And sometimes that can discourage like more critical voices. So... In terms of like who the critic should be writing for, I, I I would say like primarily the audience, just because yung mga filmmakers naman don't they don't create film to please the critics either. I feel like the most practical mm-hmm. use for film reviews is for an audience that might not really know how to spend their money exactly, and so they turn to the critics and whatnot for opinions on on how to spend. But yeah, like I I'm always. I'm always aware of the fact that if you write a ne- negative review, it it can be sort of there's there's always the possibility that you might hurt some feelings or whatever. But uh, I mean, it's just a matter of tempering your language as well, so as to always make your criticism constructive. I guess. Mm. Yeah, parang feel ko say you're operating sa parang arena of mutual respect. Yes. Kasi you're doing nobody any favors if. You're just bashing, diba? yeah. Or just being a hater. It's when you write. Champre, the the responsibility is to the audience. I forgot who said it, but it's assumption is if you're a critic or or a reviewer, you've seen a lot of films and basically nakita mo yung scenes. You see the scenes. You see the oh, you see how things operate. You see the tropes. What you do is you create discourse. You don't just say ay ayoko to. Mm. Sabihin mo. You try, you try to, ano, um, mince arguments, diba? Na, okay, I didn't like it. Bakit? Dahil ito. You are artic- basically, you, you articulate as much as possible. Anong other factors? It's, you expound, you expound, and, and expound. So, that way, it's like the audience can articulate na, okay, gets ko yun. Uh, or they could also look at things differently na, sure, if I am watching the film, and then, may unease ako, mm-hmm. tas di ko siya masabi, bakit ko ba siya hindi ganun katrip? And then I read, I read criticism. Ah, okay, I get his point. Um, and feeling ko ganun rin. Kaya yun, yun rin yung discomfort ko or why I didn't enjoy it fully. And then, on another end, if I super enjoy the film and I read criticism, then a, a critic brings up, mapapaisa pa rin na, oh nga no, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, at the end of the day, you're really broadening your perspective eh. You are, you are articulating quote-unquote faults na nakita mo sa film and then you're also seeing things from another lens na ah, ito yung mga, ah, ito yung mga points niya, invalid. So, it's like, it's all in the name of healthy discourse. And if yeah. you are a filmmaker, yung nga, like what Emil said, it's also constructive eh. Okay, ito yung mga hindi niya nagustuhan. Do I agree with it? Do I 
scene uh, I could have done that better kasi minsan you also validate their own um their own apprehensions about your film kasi I have, I have filmmaker friends who let me watch their films ahead of time tapos mm-hmm. tell you anong tingin ko pero sabihin mo muna sa akin so afterwards and then we we talk sabi niya actually tama ka dun eh kasi yun rin yung parang feeling ko na cool I won't I won't mention the film na pero one time there was this test screening and then I got to talk to the the editor and sabi ko alam niyo parang okay sana to pero feeling ko miscast or feel ko ganyan tapos sabi niya actually yun rin issue namin eh but wala uh, nasuot na namin and, <laughs> and then we tried to fix it sa post pero basically lang agree na sana na parang that was really something na they're trying to fix in post na lang kasi yun nga eh it's hard to it's hard to shoot films and minsan may blind spots talaga like I've been in grad school took film study sa UP I am taking hindi pa ako tapos um, and it's really hard to be the person behind behind the behind the camera kasi talaga nga eh it's, admi- it's an admirable feat to be able to uh, mentally pull all those strings together um, make all those moving parts work as a filmmaker so Yeah. So we all function when it comes to the film industry, but at large. Yeah, thanks, uh, thanks, Tristan. How about you, Arman? Thinking mo the filmmaker or someone involved in the film didn't take your criticism lightly without naming names. If you can, ex- ah, if you okay. can share. So, but I, bawal ako naman. Joke lang. It's um, up to you. <laughs> so, well, personally, walapa naman ako experience taganyan. But there are like filmmakers that like mo- moving beyond the Philippines like you have Josh Trank and like alam mo yun, mga filmmakers who don't take criticism very positively I think ultimately it's unhealthy to like think like criticism is like a personal attack because we're criticizing the piece itself not the artist mm. my friend kang ganun diba? <laughs> meron na <laughs> <laughs> parang hindi ko na yata sa friends of Facebook let's not name it <laughs> kasi bago na yung Facebook um, dati. but in the like siguro like a real world example was I had this filmmaker who premiered her short sa sa Cinemalaya called Wawa and then sabi ko parang hindi ko naman to gets parang medyo padipto sabi ko sa review ko and then I got to to learn her Uh, choices and I learned how, like w- which things informed her fl- flourishes in the film. I was like, oh, okay, I I get that now. But in our conversation, I said, "Sabi ko sa kanya, my review still stands because without that knowledge, I would I wouldn't have gotten it uh, as well, de right? So what? But I said, this is how I this is how I viewed it in in this instance." Um, and even if na, we got together and you didn't actually kill me because she, she was quite upset about like how I how I wrote about this about this review uh, about this movie in my review ko, even 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 so um, my thoughts are still the same even if you've enlightened me um, about your choices right because uh, I'm I'm literally talking about the the piece in in the time that I've watched it and the criticism is at that point in time so mm-hmm. even even if my external factors like that I feel like filmmakers should understand as well that criticism is is ano siya, unmoored siya from from the person talaga hindi siya 
hindi siya atake sa inyo guys okay so <laughs> hindi siya hindi siya it's it's not personal it's just criticism <laughs> pero alam pero alam mo yun minsan you empathize rin kasi when you hear so many stories of how much people and how they pour themselves in into their work na it becomes really personal so like if alam mo ang hirap i-separate minsan eh like I know I've heard the story of this filmmaker na bilanta yata niya yung bahay niya <laughs> para magawa niya yung film yeah, and ouch. then it became tikali lambasted I mean syempre hirap naman I mean I, I can just imagine na uh, lahat ng effort ginawa mo tapos gagawin ikaw yung gagawin bout of jokes Uh-huh. sa isang festival na parang kawawa naman I mean doon naman hirap rin eh kasi it's like it's like your responsibility to to hindi mo pwede ipakiral yung yung pathos diba when you're when you're writing something kasi academic lens rin yun eh you're, you're actually writing about the material eh pero minsan ano rin eh you get you can't help but feel for people who really pour themselves yeah. in their art yeah. and pero, especially yeah. especially like If you're like in this space that we're in, obviously like um, there will be opportunities where you will hit it off with someone like a filmmaker, and then you sort of become friends. Like I don't really like being friends with filmmakers because I feel like um, <laughs> feel like that might cloud my judgment. But so luckily I've I've been able to separate it, naman. But yun so minsan talaga di mo iwasan being friends kayo ng isang yeah. filmmaker, and then parang you sort of. And then from there you sort of learn the situations that they have they have put themselves into in making their films. Parang how inisip ko ngayon at the back of my head like when writing reviews, um, I, I should be able to, to at the very least consider like the working situations that they've had to to go through in into just making this thing that they've thought up in their heads, put it in the the paper, work with like dozens of people and turn it into an actual thing that you can watch in the cinema. Right now, hindi. Kasi may COVID. Pero, Arman, valid factor yun. Kasi, like what you mentioned sa Wawa, di ba mas, mas na-appreciate mo siya after yeah. you got to know the filmmaker and the... Yeah. And the and, and yung inspirations and stuff. Ano yun eh? Tawa dito, you become in on the joke. Mm, <laughs> tawa, ba, yeah. tawa ba yung term? Like, so medyo mahirap pa rin. And when it comes to art criticism, like di ba sa abstract and sa experimental stuff, actually knowing the background of the filmmaker or the artist and knowing oh, you, knowing the intertextuality, it's part of the criticism. So ang hirap mm-hmm. rin eh. It's hard to navigate eh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. And then at the end of the day, like the stigma of like the critic is still there. Na parang we're still the snobs. We're still the. Yeah. <laughs> Tayo pa rin yung hindi po mapalakpak sa sinihan. And um, mapalakpak ako sa sinihan. Tagmaganda. <laughs> ano sabi sa ano? Ano sabi sa Birdman? Yung mga critics that are the failed artists. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Thing like that. <laughs> so speaking of empathizing with the filmmaker, is there any particular film? Ang daming may hate. Ang daming haters, pero kayo gustong-gusto niyo siya. <laughs> Marami. Um, you wanna start, Emil? I have an example na Philippine cinema. Um, in 2016 yata, si, if I'm not mistaken, si, uh, the film Purgatorio. Ah, which was yeah. a, I think it was a cinema, uh, or basta, it was one of the festival movies. Nagunit lang ako, like, after watching it, that a lot of people who... Yeah, a lot of people who watched it apparently didn't like it pala, and like the... The IMDb score and the letterbox scores aren't like super high, but oh, like I really, I really loved it, and it's like excess, it's excesses, like because it's it's such a dark and messed up movie uh, that that felt very, it it felt like a knee jerk reaction to the election of the president and like mm. the war and drugs and whatnot, 
and I can understand why that can be used as a criticism against it. And it's very, it, it's not exactly very nuanced with its with its approach to the drug war. But the, for me, the fact that it came out so soon after the election was mm-hmm. sort of like a plus. Right? To sort of for me, like it, it represented like the extremes to which um, the the drug war might go. And four years since the election, like we know that we know that to be true now. So major mm-hmm. major pressure and it it sort of predicted how bad it might get. So I don't know. Like I I, I still have really fond mem- fond is a weird word, but fond memories of watching the movie because it was just so striking and so again unapologetic about how messed up it was. So I still enjoy it a lot. When I was when you mentioned when you asked the question, Louis, parang wala ako maisip right away. But then Emil mentioned Purgatorio, and then may nalala ko na I found a film na parang may similar, not exactly. Pero if you know the film Utopia, kailan balo bas yon? Oh yeah, recent lang. Last year. Oh, it's so imperfect. Pero minsan I like how I like the attempt. Mm, yes, yes. I mean, I'd, I'd rather I'd rather applaud something that tried some that try to do something that yeah. went for something safe. So, parang, ano siya eh. Yung nga, hindi ko na matandaan yun eh. I remember appreciating it. It's like, ang dami niyang moving parts sa trinay niya itay together. <laughs> Tapos, medyo ano rin siya, medyo sumasci-fi rin siya na everything is related to the... The comet, yeah. Oh, to, to a comet. Yeah. There were, na parang they tried to tie it. Tapos parang ang daming, ang daming meta layers. Again, I, I'm not sure if tama na sasabi ko kasi <laughs> um, <laughs> parang I remember the feeling but not the story. <laughs> Pero like, yeah. But that's important, diba? Oh. While watching it. Oh yeah, diba? Yun eh. So parang I like I like seeing someone parang go go full on. Sige, try natin, i-attempt natin to kahit mahirap siya. So, kahit hindi na stick yung landing. And then I remember yung ending niya. Hindi, I don't remember exactly the ending, pero parang meron siyang ending trying to, to, to tie everything together. Hindi ko na matanda na nimis yung ending niya, pero <laughs> I remember he tried to, to parang go out with a bang na parang, oh, di ba, ganyan. Ah, alam ko na, parang, basta parang siyang ano, what if bigla. Basta may parang what, may, it posed a question na, it posed a question sa ending niya na parang sabi ko, Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, concerning the comet, di ba? Parang oh, concerning. parang ganun, di ba? Parang... Parang kailangan pa talaga ng astral intervention para mangyari yung development oh. ng movie. <laughs> oh, ganun. parang ganun. Parang... <laughs> parang, are we blaming the comet? Parang basta ganyan. Basta ganun. Yeah. Oh, tama, tama si Armando. Hindi ko na matanda ng exact detalye. Pero sabi ko, ooh, interesting. So, you think in in this case, kumbaga parang medyo, medyo naka nakasama there's the popular opinion na uh, pangit siya therefore nasa utak mo na na pangit siya yeah hindi naman i had i had mm. one experience um i think it was cinema one like everyone's been hating on it before ko siya panoorin yung kay Malay Javier yung hindi sila tatanda every year ah uh, yeah so, parang same din ako with Tristan i don't remember the like the nuts and bolts but I felt perplexed and vexed when I came out of the cinema nung pinanood ko yun. And I didn't really understood why. So that feeling and that, I don't know if it's a positive or negative, pero that like genuine feeling parang stuck with me for, for years to come until I rewatched it again. Thank you sa, sa nagbigay ng screener. Pero hindi kita nang name drop. <laughs> but, um, alam mo yun, um, there are films like that na it stays with you as a as one thing and then it kind of changes after a couple of years na 
wow, ito pala yung ito pala yung ibig sabihin niya or ito pala yung ito pala yung significance niya. Siguro hindi lang sa hindi lang sa nagtranslate sa in in that specific moment, but maybe at a certain point of your life you will you will be at least at the same wavelength of the movie. And there are a lot of other examples like Bitukang Mano for for some reason some people didn't like that and that was I think one of my in my opinion one of the better horror movies that we've um, we've put out in the in the 2010s may barang kasi tayo ng taste eh. so feeling ko if you write and write minsan magiging ano ko na rin eh you'll be comfortable with the unease kasi minsan mm-hmm. mo, may maliba may maliba sa akin bakit hindi ko siya <laughs> super gusto but then you realize na down the line minsan talaga iba-iba lang ng taste and it's it's okay to have uh, different opinions kasi somewhere out there may reader na pag nabasa sulat mo actually ako rin <laughs> parang yeah. uh, na-validate yung feelings ko hindi lang ako, hindi, hindi lang ako yung may problema <laughs> and then I think that's that's the best part din about di ba tayo sanay tayo magsulat sanay tayo mag-create ng yeah. content about movies I think the better part for me is like really talking to to the people who've read for example my review I mean then mag-DM kami for example and talk about the movies ganyan and then like once in a while comments and like thoughts na from from the readers na parang sabi ko ah wow ganun pala yun parang doon mas ano mas I guess productive yung yung pagsusulat ko yun yung pinaka-productive part when when I actually get to converse with people who've seen the movie as well and it is iba sa perception yeah. ko obviously so parang yun yung pinaka rewarding part well considering na tawag dito we're talking about the perks and the danger of writing most of the time you know not so good stuff about uh, a certain film what do you think is the most fulfilling part uh, of of being mm-hmm. a film critic emilio ka what what do you find most fulfilling about what you do I mean, bang perk. I think whether it's a positive or a negative review, like the most fulfilling thing that can happen for me, if if somebody says that whatever I wrote clarified how they felt or they mm. they they were able to think about the movie in a different way, like to me, just that sort of small um, affirmation on their part is means a lot. Just because, uh, just because I feel. Like There are there are a lot of people who obviously watch film casually and they don't necessarily watch film to like think the whole lot, which is which isn't a bad thing. But through like our writing and like other other writing, we're able to make them think about the art on a on a deep level with regard to um, how every element works together, how the the director or the screener. How they communicate their messages through the elements of film and whatnot. You've gone as far as studying about it, so I'm assuming that answers the question. Uh, this is a fulfilling thing for you. Parang feel ko kasi. Well, for one, I think the knowledge itself is something that I I crave. Like I I wanna understand. I wanna I wanna be able to articulate thoughts. I wanna dissect things and parang ever since I want to see like the inner workings of everything and then on one end parang feel ko ang dami kong pagkukulang like I don't know if it's imposter syndrome or what but I always think na I have to put in extra effort kasi baka may mga hindi ako alam or like I'm not mm. I'm not trained enough even now I don't think I'm lacking in in actual uh, journalistic experience like I've never been like a field correspondent or, or whatnot. Yeah. So parang I, I, 
I constantly try to to learn more, make myself better. And then I always feel na kulang pa rin ako. So para it's a cycle. I've put myself in a cycle of ano, torment. So when it comes to film school, it's like feeling ko I'm not that knowledgeable enough. Actually when I when I entered UPFI, sinaogs who I talked to him, tapos sabi niya, "Hindi mo kailangan 'yan, just keep writing and keep watching." Sabi ko, uh-huh. "Pero hindi, I want to see I want to see the theories, I want to understand the the concepts like like the basic grammar film niyan." So I I enrolled sa UPFI. Tapos ang hirap rin kasi iba rin sa academic eh. <laughs> Doon ko na-realize na iba ang academic criticism sa more consumer-friendly. So, I, uh, so I also had a hard time code-switching. Kasi like, the the way we write for for publications, like short paragraphs, concise thoughts, ang gusto naman, I have a teacher na kailang film critic, pero sabi niya, Tristan, bagay kita, bagay kita mga sulat mo, parang three sentences per paragraph lang. <laughs> Kaya na siyang film critic Binabasa ko mga libro niya right now eh Sabi, <laughs> so, sabi ko Ah, ganun ba? Sabi niya dapat ano Like parang talagang punong-puno Yung parang paragraph mo punong-puno like, So parang May isang page isang paragraph Oo, tapos ang gusto niya mapapit Kasi like 5,000 words God <laughs> so, so medyo nahihirapan rin ako Actually right now Ano ako eh I'm, I'm wala, wala ako sa school right now They wanna continue it in the future Pero I found it rin After a while Too taxing na rin Kasi like you're writing Sa, sa umaga Sa umaga yung hapon you're, you're writing for a publication As your day job And then at night you have to code switch and become an academic. You have to write with the lens of an academic bring up theories like bring up mm-hmm. spectacle, the feminine mystique and stuff like that. So, it's hard too. So, right now, actually, it's like that my fulfillment comes in. The fulfillment ko is, when, is when people tell me, okay, I agree with you or sometimes, like, if I, have, if I have a divergent opinion and then someone tells me, actually, I want to listen to or then even filmmakers like when filmmakers share na okay he actually got what i was trying to to say mm-hmm. so by fulfillment rin na in the validation and in in me know that i actually understood something <laughs> so uh, about you arman naman kasi magka- si Tristan and si Emil, they are pursuing in yeah. a certain path um while you started uh, from a totally different one and yeah. finally you continued doing this you are treading a different path than the other two yeah is it a conscious effort for you to do because like i feel like the main perk for me is that i just get to do it i get to talk about movies like that's the like that's it that's the perk that i'm getting out of it because I think we are so lucky to like, live in a, in a time that criticism is so democratized that anyone who has a smartphone yes. or anyone mm-hmm. who can talk about, like, who can put a sentence together, they can be, they can review movies and people can read them and they can start a discussion about it. So just just that fact alone, I think, is, a, is something that I I really, like, hold on to that. And that's that's basically one of the reasons then why I, I started talaga um FPR and then now unreal i i want to kind of continue that perception na in the at least in the philippines among our among us enthusiasts it's not like I, you don't have to learn like the theories of filmmaking i mean you can you can like the information is online magbasa ka ng ano ng basin or whatever but you can, you can do it like obviously but at the same time you don't have to so for me that you don't have to yeah <laughs> for me the main point talaga is just that i can i can do it and i have 
contributors now who, who are doing it as well and they're doing it um as on the side but but it's like a like an escape from their day jobs and then samion it's it's a nice thing to have especially if if it's something that interests you talaga and gives you um parang yung ROI talaga is the feeling of getting to talk about something na inspires you day in day out yeah parang interview yung locus mo dito eh <laughs> kailangan ni it's something that really interests you hindi siya yung parang pilit-pilit ka lang to do it yeah although at some point para like i don't know if you guys feel it parang the pressures of um Um, I don't know if I'm going to feel it, but sometimes there are like cinephiles and enthusiasts. Like, shit, I'm going to get it. Sorry, can you get more here? I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it. Because it's like, why are they going to get it? And it's like, how beautiful they're going to get it. I'm especially for film festivals where it's like, you know, churn. Turn, turn, yeah. turn. Parang crunch time tayo sa pagsusulat ng, ng reviews. May pressure din na gano'n na sometimes takes away from the experience. May conscious effort na parang pinaplot ko yung, yung schedule ko ng uh, film festival na in such a way na may, may time ako in between screening so that I can collect my thoughts. Mga gano'ng stuff. I think we reached the the point where for the for my last question no? the elephant in the room is you know we're living in a, in a very difficult time and the fate of the industry that we all love is hanging in the balance your thoughts on what's happening uh, right now so who wants to go first because <laughs> again this this problem it's something that we've been discussing sa class even before and mm. I like to when um, si Richard what is I he wrote for for my section hustle I asked uh. experts I asked experts kung um, how do they see the world post pandemic his, his his thoughts lang on how cinema will change and it's something that I agree with and it's something that we've been talking about ni Sir Nick di Ocampo sa klase so ang uh. sabi niya na this pandemic basically amplified It um, it um, fast tracked the problems we we already had mm-hmm. in Philippine cinema, like pe- people not going to theaters, people picking um, entertainment that's readily uh, consumable. The problem with the, in the with the industry itself, na there seems to be a lack of support uh, um sa film industry natin. It's like. Y- Again, we know the problems with MMFF. We know the problems with cinemas pulling out, um, pulling out films after two or three days. The problems of Philippine cinema were aggravated lang by the pandemic. Because now, dati, I hear to invite people to cinemas to consume. Yeah. And now, you make it an impossibility. So, I don't know. Are we, are we really forced na to transform our models? Like, even in the future when we're allowed again to watch films maybe it's it's a time to reconsider kasi minsan and i don't know if this is something na opinion ko lang or other people feel the same way pero minsan we're so consumed by the idea of making art of expressing ourselves through through cinema na nakakaliktaan na rin yung other moving parts like why aren't people i should i just feel i'm like as i speak i'm also trying to articulate my feelings but like there should be more people who want to be filmmakers and and scriptwriters and actors but there should be people trying to fix it in the system the foundation <laughs> so there should be more people who are lobbyists 
archivists, all the other evists. <laughs> Kasi ano eh, to create a healthy ecosystem para hindi lang siya maging bubble na ang dami-dami nilalabas na films, pero kulang kulang ang paggawa ng kulang mga tao sa marketing side, kulang mga tao sa distribution side. Ano rin eh, it will not be a sustainable model eh. Diba? Gato time yeah, saying. Yeah, like, yeah. Maybe, maybe, it, maybe it's, it's maybe right now, example, I know sina, sina Pati Lapus <laughs> and sina Mara Marasigan Diba, they have the Interguild Alliance and they were coming yes. up with protocol to uh, to actually make film production better in the Philippines. You work hours, actually follow work hours, matanggal yung crunch, matanggal yung crunch culture. Pero ang hirap rin kasi mm. if you're changing the system, do I, do I, I think it's an, it's a, a whole episode altogether to talk about FDCP and, <laughs> and <laughs> the problems in policy, diba? So, ano rin eh, hirap rin. It's a, it's a, big, it's a big problem na I'm just hoping na someday gets fixed. <laughs> Kasi parang the industry itself cannot be fixed by the people inside alone. Parang kailangan rin ng ano eh. Yeah. Kailangan rin ng outside support. And, uh, How about yeah, you? I, <laughs> yeah, for that question, uh, I, I guess I draw also from my experience writing reviews about local theater productions because the Philippine Daily Inquirer also got me to write for that mm-hmm, section. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like it's it's definitely difficult like the whole covid situation it's it's i mean we we haven't really gotten any new filipino movies out in cinemas this year eh, which is really horrible and there yeah. were so many there were so many local theater productions that had to be stopped altogether because you know you can't get people out but yeah like even even with all that stuff happening parang and dami parang innovations with regard to how people are attempting to stay, I guess, stay alive in terms of mm-hmm. putting their art out there. Yung Peta Theater Center, like they, they've been restructuring their interior so that hopefully one day people can watch productions again in a socially distanced uh, fashion. Um, yung Virgin Lab Fest, I, I just remembered, yung um, one-act play festival sa CCP, they did an all-online festival this year, which... I thought was pretty successful. You know, Cinemadaya did all short films online as well. But I, I get, I, I know that it's scary and very uncertain, especially with the ABS-CBN shutdown, with the idea that media companies are sort of being kind of watched and and like held up to a particular standard by the government. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I get how it can be. It can feel really restricted to to produce content now. So like what Sina Tristan said also, it, it's not just a matter of producing content, but really sort of fixing the how all these different institutions interact with each other to allow content to not be censored and whatnot. On the creative side, I really still have faith because a lot of young people, a lot of amateur filmmakers, they've shown that they, they still have so much creativity in them through all these different apps that are coming out and through yeah like through through all all those different avenues and like w- what's great also is that because these young kids and these filmmakers aren't um bound to like any contracts or whatever they're really just doing stuff by themselves they get to talk about things that maybe you won't be able to get to talk about through a like a major film studio system you know there's a lot of really creative ways of protesting and of, of criticizing stuff that's been going on so I'm just trying to stay optimistic now because 
like I mentioned, I, I don't know what I would do without like film and theater and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna cross my fingers. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the only way to go and being optimistic uh, despite what's happening. Um, and yeah. at the same time, seeing the reality. Thank you, Emil, for being a glimmer of hope um, in, this, <laughs> in this podcast. Oh, and parang feel ko, this is the time to, parang, ano, eh, to let the gates open parang tama na ang ano tama lang gatekeeping kasi <laughs> obviously we have to yeah yeah of course para yung parang example si Christopher Nolan sobrang purist na yeah. ayaw ayaw i-open sa drive-in and sa antenna <laughs> parang dude <laughs> seryoso ba para lang mapanood yung film mo okay lang mag-covid ang mga tao <laughs> oh man <laughs> Arman what do you tell aspiring film critics during this time since I think medyo matagal-tagal pa tayo nasa bahay, <laughs> what do they need to brush up on and learn from para we we see better days? They are well-prepared enough. What do you think um, should be in their to-do list while at home? So, like, I want to preface my answer by saying that <laughs> maybe I'm not the best uh, authority if you, like, the best person to ask about preparing because I feel like I'm also scrambling myself. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I guess um, I'm taking from Stephen King <laughs> Now, if you want magbasa So, if you want to write about movies, manood ka ng films. I think that's it's simple as that. So, take the extra time to... Uh, like, take advantage of the extra time that you have eh, to, to watch movies na hindi mo pa napapanood or movies na like you said you're going to watch and like movies yeah. na, mar- na yung interest you're only marginally interested so you can broaden your horizon because that's always a good thing. Um, and also, take... Because you have this love for movies and movies are the best escape right now, especially with everything that's been going on. It's like, it's pandemonium outside. So I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to say that numb yourself from, alam mo yan, from what's happening, but at least mm-hmm. you, have, you have this 90-minute windows na... You always have the, the option to take the 90-minute 90, 90 escape hmm. in case you need it, in case your sanity need, needs it. Thank you. So, dahil binother ko na kayo ngayong gabi, please promote your uh, respective platforms or anything you want to um, share to our listeners. Emil, upcoming reviews or features or whatever you have. Uh. <laughs> I, I'll just plug like my usual places. Uh, my written blog is emilreviewsthings.wordpress.com. I don't update it as much as I should, but yeah, it's there. And my YouTube channel, just look up Cinemil. Uh, I try to update that monthly. So yeah, I'm still trying to produce content. So yes. <laughs> Tristan, hustle. Yes, you can catch most of my write-ups or my essays, my thought pieces, articles, basically. It's a rapper's youth culture section hustle. So in the section ahead of that. And then our podcast with our friend Louie, um, Pawi Batanga. We, we also host a podcast called Hustles Inside the Industry. Mm-hmm. So then I'm also a regular guest sa Third World Cinema Club. Now, now under the cut Print Productions Network. Yeah. So I'm now a friend of the pod. Na lang. Uh. <laughs> Arman, how about you? Right. So all my written stuff is unreal.ph. U-N-R-E-E-L.ph. Uh, 
then Pervision Podcast. Uh, it's a podcast that is currently a ghost town right now, but I promise I'm going to update it. <laughs> so yeah, um, also follow me on Twitter, Arman DC, um, if you want to talk about movies. You just listened to the pilot episode of Offscript. Please follow Vitsy Philippines on Facebook and subscribe to us so you can catch your latest episodes every week. Go to vidsy.com to stream this year's jury films or download the Vidsy app on App Store and Google Play Store. You can check out the in and out of competition films and vote for your favorites at the Audience Choice Award by clicking the heart in the film. Voting ends September 10. See you at the Jury Online Awards on September 13.